0: Welcome to Vino Week, Episode Thirty Four, brought to you by Vino One Hundred One. I'm Bill.
1: Hey, everybody! It's Al. We're ready to talk wine, wine and fires, or grapes yeah, and fires.
0: You know, it's fire season, and it has not um, it has not stopped. In a, and as uh, as the can, the article or the post in the canter in their news section, there are fires in Europe as well.
1: Yeah, uh, the the Monterey County Fire Bill, uh, as of this morning, I guess, 57,000 acres. That's pretty, that's a lot of burnt land. That's that's a crazy amount of burnt land. It's uh, just so everyone knows, it's uh, kind of uh, Highway 1. uh, Actually, they closed Highway 1, huh? So uh, that's got to be kind of uh, not so good for all those restaurants and uh, tourist traps that are along Highway One. That's right. that's got to be a little bit of a bummer.
0: They're high season.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it's really ugly. I remember coming out here um, years and years and years ago when I moved in the summertime. and it came out. We were driving, we were driving up uh, one hundred and one at night um, north of L.A., and you could just see all the fires in the hillsides, the Santa Barbara Hills, everywhere. And uh, I had like a whole bunch of fireworks that I had bought from New Mexico and Arizona and Texas and all along the way. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to be using those. So this is pretty typical. This is this is what we go through every year. It's pretty dry out here. Uh, um,
0: I don't you know, this is a I, I think, you know, there's definitely a wine spin on this. Um, You know, there's some. As The article points out, you know, there's. The Santa Lucia Highlands, which are east of the fire, so you know, there's the, the the winds have not impacted that, which you know could be the one of the concerns. And then the other one, I I, I really didn't realize this, but Monterey County has it grows the most amount of wine white uh, white wine of any county in the U.S.
1: Oh man, yeah, that's that's and the it's, spot,
0: and it's second behind Pinot, uh, except for uh, Sonoma, Sonoma uh, County. Yeah. So, you know, that's really like smack dab in the middle of everything down there. Yeah, yeah that's
1: uh, that's the juicy uh, Pinot Noir zone, that Santa Lucia Highlands. And, you know, for now, the wind's blowing in the right direction.
0: Everybody's okay, but boy. So, can...
1: I mean, if the wind were to change, though, I mean, it could be really ugly.
0: It's game. It could be uh, a game changer.
1: Yeah. I mean, Anderson Valley went through it, as this article points out, they went through it in uh, 2008. What happens is if the, if the grapes are, you know, if they're near maturity, which is kind of what's going on here, excuse me, what's going on here, we're getting ready to harvest here in the next two, three weeks. Um, they're really, really susceptible to um, smoke taint if uh, smoke blankets the area. So, uh, but there's a lot of areas that don't get a lot of notoriety that are kind of closer to that, that fire right, yeah. and are probably getting... Uh, getting a lot of smoke, like, uh, mentioned in the article, um, uh, Bernadette's Vineyard and Winery says, uh, we definitely have been bathed in smoke. <laughs> so, you know, they're probably going to, they're probably going to have some smoke taint issues. I think, uh, winemakers and, uh, people that, uh, fiddle around with uh, making wine and getting with the maladies, they're probably a little bit better at dealing with smoke taint and what to do. But, um, you definitely, um, nervous times for farmers in that area, for
0: sure. Yeah, no doubt. And started by an, an illegal campsite.
1: You always hear about that, man. It's always it, something weird. you hear about problems. the, uh, they found out that the uh, fire up in, uh, in Lake County last year? No. That fire was uh, caused by a faulty hot tub wiring. Oh, wow. What a bummer, huh? So uh, they have fires over in uh, uh, Madeira and uh, Portugal also. So I was just reading about some wildfires that they're having over there. It's not affecting the vineyards, but it's definitely uh, creating some havoc uh, in the urban areas. And there's been a a few hotels that have been lost. And uh, um, sadly, uh, um, a bunch of homes. So thoughts and prayers to people out there. It's always terrible. I mean, a fire would be – I couldn't even imagine. It's got to be the worst thing that could ever happen to you. Just all of your stuff just – you know, gone, you know, it, it it would be, it'd be terrible to deal with.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I just can't imagine. That's just one of those, that's just one of those things you're just, you know, um, you just do, I mean, deal with when it hits you, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and then there's a fire over by Lake Berryessa, but I believe that that's pretty contained right now.
1: Yeah. You um, know, the, the problem with all these fires,
0: that's A of lot America,
1: of these fires and the reason they burn so much acreage is that there's no, usually you can't even get to the places where yeah, they're burning. It's, you know, yeah, it's so remote.
0: Yeah. No, very remote and no, there's, it's, it's wilderness really. I mean, there's yeah. no improved roads and, and if there is a road, it's a dirt fire road and who knows what kind of condition it might be in. And
1: those, those firemen, man, I mean, they're working like 12, 14 hour shifts, man. That's just. I,
0: it, it is true that it, it 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 is hard work. I will tell you, it is all anecdotal. Uh, knowing a few firefighters, they actually um, you know, on one hand, it's a lot of hard, you know, it's a lot of hard work. It's very dangerous. Um, on the other hand, it you know it puts extra coin in their pocket. So, you know, it's you know they. You know there are there are firemen who look forward to fire season from the income standpoint.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You know, yes. not from yeah. a, like
0: I gotta go. In these same people told me some pretty bad stories, like being in Lake County in a fire um, where the poison oak burned and yes. oil oh. and it rained oh. and the oil from the burnt poison oak when they were fighting the fire ran into the river and. Oh. God. you're talking about cover their bodies are covered in poison oak if you' ever had poison oak you can i mean that's just that's horrific um yes. you know hospitalization um steroids you know tales of people getting burned i mean it's you know not, and not to mention watching people lose their house
1: yeah yeah it would be just really really tough you know? to I mean, even while the fire's going on, but even in the aftermath also, when you're going in, they're doing the cleanup and having people come back to see that, you know, maybe their possessions have been, you know, destroyed. That'd be, that'd be just heartbreaking.
0: And then there were a lot of animals and, you know, there were, you know, domesticated animals and livestock, right? So like, you know, people's pets that in some instances last year in the Lake County fires, like didn't make it, like they didn't get out. So that, that's just, the whole thing's horrible. And you know, I think when you have a fire that's set by an illegal camp, you know, an illegal campfire, it just makes it worse. Yeah, it's just, it's, um, and it's you know, it's a sort of a, it, it, it's part of, you know, it's not dissimilar to like tornado weather in, in some other, you know, place in the United States or hurricanes. You know, we have fires and earthquakes out here.
1: Yeah. Should we uh, insert the Smokey to Bear
0: Yes, only <laughs> you can prevent forest fires. Absolutely. So, uh, I, I love Smoky.
1: Absolutely. So, uh speaking of fires in Lake County, things are kind of clear this time of year and there's been a whole bunch of focus on um, at least in this article anyway, on on the red hills of Lake County. I think we talked about Lake County wines before, haven't we, Bill?
0: We have, and they're, you know, so uh, you know, Lake County's right over the border from Napa. You can certainly find very similar weather patterns and you know similar terrain and soil composition um, in Napa, but I think one of the I, I think the Chronicle did the, an article that we might have talked about a year uh, a year ago or, uh, or so about how um, how Lake County is so geologically diverse. It has a wide variety of different types of soils, evidently, and you know these red hills are Cabernet friendly. So there are people who are like, huh, I can probably plant grapes here and, and get similar, you know, over time, get similar types of fruit that I can in places like Napa and Sonoma for a heck of a lot cheaper land price wise.
1: Yeah. Well, the, 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 the kings of uh, Napa Cabernet are the guys that are, you know, trying to well, they're not trying to. They've been yeah. up there for a couple decades now, yeah. and uh, they're looking to cash in on uh, high-end cabernet. We're talking about Andy and David Beckstoffer. Yeah. And uh, if you're familiar with Beckstoffer, you know they they sell grapes. They're grape farmers, and they sell grapes to wineries that make some of the um, most prestigious uh, Napa Valley cabernets around. We're talking, you know, the two hundred and fifty and up club yeah. per bottle. And uh, they're betting that the Red Hills of Lake County are going to be the next uh, uh, big premier Cabernet zone. And uh, to to make this happen, what they've done is they've they've elected to give, uh, free of charge, an acre of grapes to 10 different winemakers, I believe. And they're letting them work with these wines, and uh, they're trying to – they want them to see what they can do with these wines. Right. Giving them uh, all the best vineyard practices, and they're looking for them to produce wine something in the eight hundred to one hundred dollar range, which is obviously you know a, a steep discount from what Napa would be. But um, it'll yeah, be but it,
0: you know it could put that it could put head, that whole uh, that I, I don't know how many AVAs are up there, but it could put multiple AVAs on the map, and you're looking at at you know within not that. I mean, in the wine business, not that too long a time, a significant increase in property, not only, you know, cost of property or value of property, but just the fact that that, you know, those those grapes, or, you know, that fruit will now produce wines of similar caliber and just everything gets more expensive.
1: And. Yeah, I mean, well, Jess Jackson was growing, he was growing Sauvignon Blanc up there like 30 years ago. And I mean, it's, there's a lot of Sauvignon Blanc still up in Lake County, not in the Red Hills, but, um, on the plains, um, just on the, on the east side of the lake, there's an area called High Valley. And there's just a ton of grapes that are grown there and on High Valley on that plateau. So, um, lots of good stuff up there. There's, uh, there's lots of Zen that's up there and Syrah does incredibly well up there also. So you're right bill it's uh the microclimates that are up there I mean you're not just growing Cabernet i mean this these red hills are they're they're backed up it's it's all vo- volcanic uh soils that are backed up and uh they're they're kind of elevated and uh it's an interesting road to drive up to but what used to be up there was just all walnut trees used to be uh just a big you know walnut what do you call them orchards
0: orchards yeah
1: yeah <laughs> so uh, they've uh, Pulled out the walnuts and planted vineyards, and we'll see what happens. Uh, as you know, one of my favorite um, Red Hills wines is the um, what's that Cabernet that's. Obsidian uh, Ridge. Yeah, Obsidian
0: Ridge.
1: Obsidian Ridge. <laughs> this is a ridiculous ball of yeah. wine.
0: Well, in that I, I believe the people that started that winery uh, were the people that turned that, that either read it about them. I assume I read it about them. I don't remember ever being at the they have a tasting room, and I don't remember if anyway um reading about the fact that they have very similar you know growing conditions climate soil to Napa and they're able to produce this wine because that wine's I haven't had a bottle in a while but it's a dynamite cap for the especially for the value you get
1: yeah i got a few stashed away 30 bucks man that's a no brainer yeah,
0: yeah but and it drinks like a, it drinks like a, a bottle that would cost you twice that much from Napa or more
1: so, uh, should we tackle the, uh, uh, this, this discussion about understanding tannins?
0: Yeah, absolutely. They, yeah, yet another uh, yet another great article to understand a, um, a characteristic of wine.
1: Yeah, this is out of VinePair. They do they do a really good job. I mean, if you read all their stuff, they got a bunch of stuff. So they got apps, quizzes, they got all kinds of stuff. Uh, a news section, but uh, they I like that they. They usually give up uh, and they tell you oh, it's a two-minute read, so uh, they just give you a, a quick hits on uh, you know how to learn something about wine. Here they're talking about tannins. Uh, tannins are um, it's that it's that component of wine that makes you kind of pucker up, kind of dries out your mouth, right? And uh, it
0: feels like you're you know you've just you've just had a uh, Louisville baseball slugger um, lollipop. <laughs>
1: exactly and you know the tannins come from a, a whole bunch of things you can get the tannins from the grape seeds the grape skins um the stems actually of the, of the grapes that they um you know the stems can you can get tannin from that and also if it's stored in uh, oak barrels you can get tannin from from the actual Absolutely. oak barrel yeah. so um just, they just give a couple of examples of wines that you can try to give give you an idea of the differences in tannins in wines. and wines. They start out with Bordeaux, um, obviously the King of Cabernet, the left bank. Uh, they go to Tempranillo, uh, Neviola, San, Sangiovese, and Tanat. And those are all really good. Um, I mean, they kind of go from, uh, I guess you could say, smooth to uh, kind of rough. <laughs> because Tanat can be just a real tongue slapper oh <laughs> so um but that's what they uh and it's it's a great and it'd be a great way to learn about tannin is to collect some of these bottles like get a ball of bordeaux uh get a tempranillo get a get a nebbiolo and a sangiovese and and try them side by side or maybe uh mix in like a pinot noir so you can get an idea what the difference was and you can tell immediately oh yeah where where the the tannin profile on these wines is
0: absolutely. It'll also um, you know you can also start to understand a little some regional differences in wine too that way. Absolutely, a similar construct.
1: I always found interesting was that a lot of people um, they associate tannin with like the color of the wine. So if the color is is deep dark, you know, black or purple, they they asso- associate that with being. You know, a more tannic wine versus something that would be, say, a lighter ruby. And a perfect example of why that's not true would be something like a, a Lambrusco Salamino, which can be really deep purple, but it's the furthest thing away from being tann- tannic that you can think of. Oh, it's like you're, you're not going to say that's tannic, are you? Or a, a, a Nebbiolo, um, you know, like a Barbaresco or something that, you, you know, could almost sometimes seem opaque. But once you put it in your mouth, oh. it's almost like you're sucking on a rock. <laughs> you know, so so it's uh, the color is not really indicative of what the wine is going to taste like all the time.
0: So, no doubt. But no, so, check but, it out. Two minutes. We made that last almost three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sorry. No, no. Oops. It's, it's funny. No, it's good. It's funny. <laughs>
1: uh so uh where to now you wanna um, you know I never mentioned this earlier but I guess we could uh put in our wine and crime scene uh thing we haven't done that in a while
0: oh yeah it's um well the, our our you know our uh it's premier crew I was gonna say our friends are premier crew but they're clearly, not our friends I mean you know just in terms of entertainment yeah not uh, to- the entertainment.
1: Not that I'm not saying bad about the guy, but I never got a good feeling when I went in there. So I'm I never not, actually I, bought any I mean, wine
0: there, but I've been in the store a few times. But. Wouldn't wouldn't know the guy, yeah. uh, from you know from Adam, so to speak, to quote a cliche, but he, the um. Wow, there are a lot of people not happy.
1: <laughs> well, to start out with, Bill, I didn't realize that Ferraris cost that much. He was renting a 2014 Ferrari or leasing it. For twenty two hundred a month, I, mean, I guess that's that's about right. But my gosh, yeah, it's, <laughs> a lot of money.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a the, the absurdity of that is is that it's, you know the same cost of uh, you know like a one bedroom apartment in an okay <laughs> neighborhood in that area. <laughs>
1: true. True. <laughs> that's. You know? That puts it in the that puts it in the um, yeah perspective. That's true. But so, well, it looks like John Fox is going to he's, uh, well, he's basically he, he's laid his he's at the mercy of the court. Yeah. I, he we uh, could do t-
0: some serious time here too.
1: Yeah, th- but it, what I find interesting is they got him the same way they got Al Capone. <laughs> Mail fraud. Well, yeah. I mean I mean it happened in the 30s and it's happening now, right? You know, that's how they always get these guys. They got him with mail fraud. Yeah. So, um, I mean, allegedly a, a wire transfer from uh, one bank in Hong Kong to a bank in California. And that's what they busted him on. Yeah. So uh, he's saying, uh, hey, I'm turning myself in. Uh, this is supposed to happen tomorrow. You know, take it easy on me. You know, he's facing 20 years in prison. I don't think he's going to get 20 years.
0: Uh, and I, I mean, I. I would somewhat be surprised if he does any time, if much time at all.
1: Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm seeing him getting five and then less time off. I'm, I mean, he's just gonna. I mean, yeah. it's a white, white collar, little white collar crime, right. and it's unfortunate. A lot of people got burned.
0: Yeah, right. I, you know. 9,000 clients who were buying, you know, wine futures.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, of high-end wines. I mean, this is this a crime on the, uh, you know, the Hoy polloi? I don't, you know, I don't know. And, and you know, I, I find it amazing that, you know, even in this article, there's an employee who is saying that even though they weren't delivering wine, they continued to sell the futures. And it's like... How can that not be fraud?
1: Yeah, it's definitely fraud. I mean, they were selling wine that they didn't have that they weren't even going to get. And what was happening, I think, I'm reading between the lines here in the article, is that people would buy the wine. And I've kind of, you know, it's easy to buy the wine. And he offered free storage. So people are like, oh, free storage. Well, just hold on to it for me. (laughs) So he never had the wine and people never asked for it. So he just pocketed their money. And, you know, he was storing a wine for him that wasn't really there. And then when he would get into trouble is when people said, well, I want my wine now. He's like, oh, shoot, I got to find this wine.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's it's bankruptcy, right? So there's what, 75,000 bottles in their warehouse and they're going to be sold to pay off debt. And there are are people that paid for that wine that didn't pick it up.
1: I know. And that's the sad part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty tough, and uh, they're not going to get what they thought they were going to get for the bottles. And also, you have to remember that, you know, as the auditors have gone in there and they've been trying to sort this out, all of these people that are sorting and the court—they all have to be paid. So, part of this money that's going to be from the from the proceeds of the sale is actually going to go back. I mean, they got to pay the rent, they got to pay refrigeration. Yeah, uh, it's just there's not going to be.
0: There's gonna be it's, nothing for them to receive.
1: It's them. literally like pennies these these yeah. people gonna re- be receiving. Yeah. It's it's gonna be awful. So um, you know, it's I'm I'm happy that um, you know he's. I really didn't think he was gonna spend any time in jail. I thought he's gonna get away with it, but it looks like he is gonna be punished in in some form. We just don't know what. Um, they're saying that he's probably gonna be taken into custody tomorrow, but uh, he's not gonna be sentenced for a while. So we'll keep an eye on that the sentencing procedures, but I'm sure they worked out some type of deal over the past couple months. He's probably been negotiating with them over, you know, over, or his attorney has been anyway, over the past several months, trying to work out a deal. Yeah. We'll see. So so there's our wine.
0: There's wine crime.
1: (laughs) Wine crime section for the day. We should get a jingle for that. What are we
0: going to do with that? Yeah, I agree. Um, What are we going to do with our premier crew though? That was just a, yeah,
1: it's been going on since, what, January? Yeah,
0: and it just, I mean, how about when they lost, like, he lost a car. Like, did he lose a $100,000 car or something? Like, just lost it. I mean, it, it, yeah.
1: It, he's, yeah I mean, well, he it was, had, like I told I've said this before. He's had some nice, he had some nice classic cars, too. They didn't even mention some of the cars he's had. That guy used to roll good, man. <laughs> so, I don't know what happened to all those cars he had. But I know that the, the Ferrari and the other car, they probably just got repossessed. That that twenty sixteen Corvette, my gosh, you picked that up right away.
0: Yeah, you know the other thing that I find amazing, just to—I mean, he sold wine to people in eighteen countries. Yeah, yeah. I, he's got probably to be looking over his shoulder for the rest of his life.
1: Well, yeah, because uh, yeah, God, I never even thought about that. The, the amount
0: that's of wine true. that he sold—I mean, it's it—it's seventy million dollars to customers. Somebody out there. Uh, well, this, he this, probably sold to somebody who's, you know, I, you know, I'm no conspiracy theorist or anything, but 18 different countries, 45 different states, 70 million people, somebody out there is really upset.
1: Well, this one guy that sued him, man, he's he's into him for almost one mil.
0: Oh,
1: ouch! That's, that's pretty rough, man. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, so. Hey.
0: Yeah, you know? and, and and I'm not saying you know I mean, people get really upset about this stuff and you know you get parole or twelve months in prison. It's like yeah, been, yeah. He you, you should, haven't been punished.
1: Yeah, he should he should find a if he he's probably going to get out get off pretty easy. He should find a rock and crawl under it. <laughs> They're saying that he has to pay back uh, part of the part of the deal is he has to pay back what two hundred and. He's going to be fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars. How's he going to pay that? You know, working, <laughs> working where?
0: You know, he'll show up as a he'll show up. You know, he'll be slinging wine for somebody when he gets out.
1: Going <laughs> to do another Bernie Madoff and just kind of no, out. not
0: that. No, you know, the next person will be cuffed to a desk and you know, <laughs> one hand to the desk and another hand to the cradle of a phone.
1: Oh man, unbelievable! Yes. So anyway, that, you anyway, know. moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so um, after all that, you need some good wine. If you're a Chianti fan, um, John Federa, um, I'm a big fan of his. He uh, does a does a blog called Tuscan Vines, and uh, he does a rundown on some of the current vintages of Chianti Classico that are out there, and uh, does a good. Um, Good general vintage overview. Does a good job on that, and uh, mentions some really uh, good wines. One of my favorites, the, the Felsina, It mentions that. And, and if uh, you
0: Need a bottle picture? There's one there. Yeah.
1: On. So if so, you're into if you're into um, Chianti, uh, there's this is some uh, some pretty good times with what's out there right now with the 12s. Uh, 13's are a little variable, uh, but the, the but the 12s are um, the 12s are good. I mean, the best years were 2010 and 2011 had a 2011 the other day man it was just Yummy. dynamite so uh we'll definitely uh we'll go ahead and uh put that up on the uh link it up for you guys so you can check that out uh the only other thing we got bill is talk- yeah. what's that
0: organic farming
1: organic farming man Heck of tough really tough
0: yeah so this is what um bell cassell
1: yeah Belly Cassell, yeah, that picture, uh, that picture says it all, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, it does. Uh, so this is a good um, uh, example. So there's a picture in this post of, uh, about the effects of mildew on 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 grapes. You can clearly see, you know, how much of it is not going to fruit. It's just sort of shriveled up, and it's all due to mildew. And you know, kind of discuss, you know, this, this is a good example and and uh, and discussion of, you know, why it's hard to be a farmer.
1: Yeah, and it, and why it's hard to farm, uh, okay. you know, to the point why it's far, hard to farm uh, organically. Because I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to have your grape bunches look like that if you don't want to. You can just go down to the little chemical store. <laughs> I'll take care of that for you.
0: Yeah, I think that's the you know the you know the real interesting thing is is that you know you can make you can this picture could be a look like a perfect specimen with a lot of chemicals in the right water and yeah all that good stuff. So what? Uh,
1: so this post is really interesting because he's talking about the uh, the vintages and I I love how he says uh, he says uh, they they say that a good salesman should only talk about the company's successes. <laughs> but I'm a believer in sincerity and transparency. So then he just lays out what they're going through. (laughs) He says, it's been brutal. (laughs) It's just been raining too much. So what they do is when it rains, um, downy, um, downy mildew is just, I mean, it's like a mold. That's what it is. And, uh, when it rains and the leaves are wet, the mold just like covers the whole leaf and takes the leaf out. And, uh, then what you have is you don't have any foliage to protect the bunches i mean it's it's a it's a bad thing and it's rampant everywhere i mean they really fight it here in california all the time and there's a bunch of herbicides that you can use to kind of keep it at bay and uh what they use is they apply um uh a natural product it's called kna Omicine, but it's kind of uh they, they they do that and they use copper and it and it keeps it down but in this case, it's it's been raining so much that they just can't even. They're just being overwhelmed. They can't get out in the vineyards quick enough. Well, that. Sorry about that, Bill. No worries. <laughs> happens. So um, it's it's just terrible what farmers go through, though. And uh, this is a, a prime example of uh, farming ain't easy. So yeah. that's
0: uh yeah I you know if you want to talk about good cash flow management or witness it go visit a farmer,
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean how do you plan for that man you yeah, could be can, I mean look at what's happening in uh, in the champagne region this year they're they're essentially they're sucking canal water the weather has been so horrible and it's the same thing that's happened in burgundy uh, you know they've had like back to back to back to back horrible vintages where you know Everything's fine, and they're a couple weeks away from harvest, and they have a big hailstorm, and it wipes everything out. So, I mean, you know, you, you're at the, the mercy of Mother Nature, and and nothing's for sure until the crops all the way in and everything's in the tank.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I think there's a bunch of different strategies to cope with that. I mean, in the wine business, right? I mean, one, you can, you know, there are people with bigger harvests that'll just, you know, they'll juice, they'll juice it and store it.
1: Yep. Well, that's what champagne is. That's why they have. uh that's what champagne is. Yes. Most of it is non-vintage. They just like – they um, they save up stuff from the vintages that are good to uh, even out the ones that are bad.
0: Um, and and you build financial reserves to be able to get you through one or two, you know, uh, within some period of time, five or five years. You know, you can weather, you know, one like completely obliterated season or two. Um, but, you know, a lot of small business people don't, you know – uh, necessarily crop that uh, crop, crop insurance right I, you know there's crop insurance for some of this stuff
1: yeah yeah
0: but um you know if it's really bad you know i'd imagine if it's really bad like you know there's a, you know you know fire burns down an entire region there's probably some type of aid from the government somewhere that
1: maybe, well i think in maybe, europe maybe, i don't know about here
0: well, I, I mean, the only thing that I that I can think of off the top of my head where the government would step in is like you know the crab season this year, and I believe last year was pretty bad, right? So they were talking yes. about, um, you know, they were talking about. I, I think the governor can declare a state of emergency or something, and they can provide aid. I mean, there's some mechanism set up in our state laws. I assume there's some similar thing for, um, you know, uh, farmers at some. I don't know about grape farmers. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, you're really at the vestiges of the weather.
1: Yeah, you are. I mean, there's probably something set up for the EU. You know, they got a consortium and they, you know, they probably help probably. farmers out. And, but, I, I mean, I don't know if you're not part of the union. I don't know. If, I don't, you know, I think the people over in, in Britain might have a hard time
0: getting some help. Oh, yeah, well, good luck with that. <laughs> but, <laughs> good luck with that. Good luck they're with growing that. great out so I mean, there, both- I mean, how much money are you actually going to get back? 30 cents on the dollar? You know, and in yeah. ba- based on what your best harvest ever. I mean, it's it, it's really uh,
1: something's better than zero, my friend.
0: Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't disagree, but I mean, you have to plan for that too, is what I'm saying. Yeah, you need know, to be able to live within. You know, master. Let's say you know just masters of living with their within their own budget.
1: Yeah, man, it's like uh, feast or famine. You know, they're like contractors, man. Let the good times roll. And when they don't, oh. <laughs> Buckle down and buy some <laughs> spam. <laughs> all right. So, um, shoot, Bill. I think that's, I think that's all we should. We should probably no, wrap it up. Yeah, we're good. You've been drinking anything good? Um, I had
0: a, uh, 2007 Masut Pinot on Sunday. Oh, seven Ooh. Pinot. The Fetzer brothers. Um. I had a magnum of it, in fact. Oh, jeez! And I drank it all myself. No,
1: you said two thousand seven?
0: Yeah. God, I bet you that was dynamite. How was it? It was dynamite. It was everything you would think it would be. Um, we also had some family, and then we went to um, uh, to Iron Horse. So we did their their sparkling wine tasting, and and I, you know, I, pretty much everything those guys there's. <laughs> I like everything they produce.
1: Yeah, they're, they're that's a first class operation, man. I have to get up there. I mean, it's just like literally like five minutes away,
0: and it's spectacular. I mean, I I can't say enough about the the um the the whole tasting setup. I will tell you, I well, and I'll tell you something really interesting. And then we went to um, uh, Linmar. and you know Lynn is just a you know yet another beautiful tasting room. Um, Great setting. Yeah, and really I mean the wines the wines are the wines are all but we all the wines we had good. I had really interesting Chardonnay. So it, it was sort of in the middle between, you know, sort of this cali you know the California style unctuous and, and more of a French style. So it was very nice, very beautifully balanced wine.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think they were fourteens. Um both tasting room required reservations. Really? First time that I've ever encountered that. And um, Iron Horse, like within a a month or so, has just implemented it. And they they said it got – both places said it got so crazy on the weekends that the experience that people were – it was deteriorating the experience that they want to have. And they couldn't have – both those wineries rely on sort of direct-to-consumer at some level right um and it was it, it, they really felt like people were not getting a uh, a fair experience how interesting um oh I can't say enough about the the people that did take care of us though they got us in and and you know shout out to all of the people we encountered just getting you know taking care of the locals it was nice to see um uh and then uh the other interesting thing at iron horse is they had um or these the uh the, their lo- local oyster shuckers they sort of had this pop up they're called the oyster girls so they were there you know barbe. they had o- uh, raw and barbecued oysters
1: oh i heard about that oh my wife would love that
0: uh the oysters were the whole the whole experience was like you couldn't i couldn't have had i couldn't have personally planned it nor had control of executing it better than they did it which is pretty rare um high praise yeah, it's high praise. It was really – and I think the French cheese shop that's out in uh, Freestone was there too. We didn't happen to sample any of their wares, but you could get their stuff too. So you could have the oysters, the cheese, and the bubbles all at this spectacular outdoor tasting room overlooking the vineyard's um, dynamite. And it was a beautiful day. And then Lynn you're just in this magnificent – the tasting room is beautiful. Roll-up doors everywhere. Big patio – we had our own table. They had a charcuterie plate that was just dynamite, including like a, uh, it was like a bacon fat pate they had made.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then the gardens in that place are insane. They're yeah, amazing. it's all, it's,
1: uh, who does it? What's her name? Uh, Sandra. Who's the chef there? Do you know her name?
0: Um. I don't know. I want to say Sandra. So it could be, yeah, I think it is Sandra. And the gardens that they have are just like, I don't know who do, who's doing their gardening, but if that's an organic garden, boy, am I doing something wrong.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Because that thing was crazy. So, we, you know, we had relatives in town. So it was a really great experience for them to have, um, you know, to, to experience. And of course, the places are different. One sort of up on a hill, one sort of on the, you know, uh, it's not on a, uh, as large a hill as Iron Horse is, but you know, Linmar is just—it's—it was great, yeah. showing off, showing off a little local. That little sounds
1: local. awesome, dude. Yeah. That
0: so, and the wines, all—all all of the wine, there, there wasn't a wine, like there wasn't a wine that I tried that had I paid the retail price for, I would have been bummed. Um, they were all true to type. They all showed various different properties of the wine, Chardonnay and the Pinots at Lynnmar. And, and the um and the you know the bubbles at at iron horse and what was great about iron horse is you just got to experience different characteristics of 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 the sparkling wine um, and and you know very much had a you know clear style but could really taste the differences in in, in not only the blend um, uh, but also how dry it was mm-hmm. and, and just and and then did a good job of providing the information, but not overwhelming people. So, I just thought it was everybody was on their game.
1: God, that sounds like a that sounds like a great. What a wonderful experience when you have family in town to yeah. be able to take them out to do that. Man.
0: Well, you know, it's funny too. People are like, "Why well, you live like this?" And it's like, yeah, when you come to town every other year. <laughs> Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, this is what we yeah. do every week. Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: we're just out here, you know, just <laughs> living the high life. Well, I mean, but the thing is, I mean, in reality, we can live that high life but not have to, you know, go to a winery to do it. I mean, you exactly. can, yeah. you know, we,
1: do it. we you can, do it at home.
0: You can pick up a, a <laughs> bottle of bubbles and oysters, you know, within an hour and, you know, be at home kind of having the same experience. So,
1: yeah, we're just, uh, we're just on the back deck,
0: man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, or you just drive to the beach and have that kind of thing. So or or, you know, go go hike one of the mountains around here and so it it, it was nice to have it was just a nice it was a world class experience.
1: Very nice, very nice.
0: So sorry for that tangent, but that's what I've been drinking.
1: Oh, that's awesome, dude. Thank you for sharing.
0: Sure. And then we came home and had that bottle of massoot with dinner, which was um um just it wow.
1: What what a way to cap off the day, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. And and when I said I didn't drink it myself, I was you know, I kind of was joking.
1: Yeah, you well, probably had more than one glass,
0: eh? Well, I don't, you know I think everybody got a glass and and some, but I you, what I meant to say is I wanted to drink it all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even want to open it when they, you know, I'm like I don't want to share this.
1: Did you want you want to go? You were thinking about maybe going Richard Nixon and like uh, taking it in the garage and then bringing out breaking out something else and pouring it, <laughs> it mean, in their oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't do that, Bill. Oh, no, you, wouldn't my, sleep. My, you wouldn't sleep
0: very well. My Pino, no, my Pinot partner would not have approved.
1: <laughs> she would have noticed right away, too. Oh, yeah. She is a connoisseur. Yeah, hey, uh, so the only, thing, the only thing I want to mention to folks, uh, coming up, I want to mention it to you, Bill. You too, Bill. Is uh, the top 100 tasting the wine and spirits uh, tasting in San Francisco. What is uh, that? The uh pre-sale tickets are gonna be available August fifteenth. Okay. So that's next Monday. Um I think they, they go really, 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 really quickly and there's a reason why. It's probably the best food and wine tasting event that's put on in the Bay Area. So now you know if you're in uh, San Francisco or you're playing uh, October tenth. You want to go? You want to go to that one? That's one you don't want to miss.
0: And when? And when is the event? Do you? Do you
1: it's uh, October tenth. Monday.
0: Yeah, you've mentioned that more than once, and it. Uh, uh, I'm going to do everything I can to be there this year.
1: Yeah. Well, all you have to do is look at if you go on their page and look at their oyster bar that they have because they got like a little um, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and you'll You'll figure out a way to get there. <laughs>
0: Maybe we can put oh. a link. We maybe put a link.
1: Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Let people know. All right. Well, uh, that's all I got.
0: All right. So, you know, uh, thanks a lot for listening. Um, you know, like, us, like, uh, like our Facebook page, leave us a tweet. You can email us at info at vino101.net and tell a friend.
1: Beautiful. Hey, thanks everyone for listening.
0: All righty. Bye now. Cheers. Cheers.